the future, we are picking up where we left off last week with Caitlin Conroy. So getting right back into that conversation. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, lyrically, I, I guess, it, you know, there, there's doom and gloom, but yeah. the, the the music itself, to me, is 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 really gorgeous. Thank you. Um, and and like, yeah, your vocally, um, your your style is just it just obviously you do it all yourself, so it complements each other. But it, it's it, I I I love listening to it. Thank it's you. Cool. Thank Very you so cool. much. It's I mean, we've been on a whole journey, you know. And the music, you know, it's uh, roughly two-thirds, mm-hmm. you know, or more of your life mm-hmm. represented. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what's it like to sort of take that long view, right, and think all the way yeah. all the way back? I mean, I think, it's, I think it's really easy, especially, like, you know, to look back over a long chunk of your life and kind of like oversimplify it or kind of like clean it up in your head. It's like, oh, it was this, and then I had this, and this, and this, and that was fine, and that was fine. But no, I mean, I think that I think that this music alone has like I've had a handful of like some fairly rough years mixed in there, and mm-hmm. I think that it's I, I come out of this being like, oh, I'm doing pretty damn well <laughs> considering like like and I and I really think that the music is why is like literally the only reason why it is because even though like I love the people I have around me and I have supportive people and stuff like this is I don't know I I kind of think I'm just a little bit of a loner in my head even though I don't want to admit it and this is really like kind of my only way that I feel really comfortable expressing myself as opposed to just like I guess I feel like when I talk to people about it no matter how they react they don't really care about it you know but like when I do this and it's recorded and it's there I got it out and now somebody can listen to it forever and mm-hmm. care or not care about it but there's so many more chances for people to like um, be interested or do the same thing that like Bright Eyes did for me because I used to listen to that and I would just for some reason even if it was about something completely different it would match up to exactly what's happening in my life and I got to like vent by just listening to this song by some dude I didn't know you know and that's kind of what I always wanted to be for people too is like find some sort of relation even if it isn't literal but like just how the way the music make you feel or yeah um and so I think that's I'm like okay well <laughs> I mean I've written a lot of songs and I think that I think that I've always told uh, my friends and boyfriends and stuff like, like all I'm asking is if I die, just put every song I've written on like flash drives and just give them people and be like, fucking listen to this. Like it's the only thing she wanted. Like you don't have to like it, but just do, just listen to it and then throw it away. But just listen to it, honestly, because you know, I mean, that's, I think that's what most songwriters want is they just want somebody to like have as much emotion and at least listening to their song than like close to what they put into making it you know yeah <laughs> I've always felt like if you want to get to know me for I don't know why you would necessarily but someone yeah. wants to get to know me yeah. listen to my music oh I know don't talk to me you know I told my listen therapist to my music that. And... <laughs> I did I was seeing a therapist for his eye which every single person in the absolute world should do Absolutely. all the time for the, your entire Absolutely. life there's no reason to not <laughs> there's literally no your life Strong might be perfect the podcast see a therapist yeah, no, no, no. it is it is like uh, you go to the doctor every year I know I, I don't think that I'm super I don't think I've ever clinically suffered from depression I'm super lucky I don't think I have any like inherent 
mental issues and I still have desperately needed a therapist so much in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did like, you know, I try to tell people things and I'm just blabber when I talk, obviously. And, and, and I, you know, I was just like, you need to let me send you 10 songs and you'll know who I am. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, you'll completely yeah. know who I am. I was going to say, just actually <laughs> listen to them and you'll, yeah, I won't have to explain anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a very interesting way to think back on my catalog. <laughs> <laughs> What was the one, the, um, what was it? Oh, my God. I was on my way driving up here, and I was listening to it, and it was like, throw it away, I think is what, what the lyric was saying. Like, okay. Basically, like, just, I don't remember, it's, but it, it felt prolific to me at yeah. the moment. Like, I yeah. was coming down 70, and the sun was, like, kind of starting to move down mm -hmm. and stuff, and I started thinking about my life, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of things I just need to throw away. Oh, yeah. You know? About like hang-ups and stuff that I just carry with me. Yeah. That's what that song did for me. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's like, I, I love a lot of different kinds of music, um, and I think I always kind of end up going back to ones that, songs or, or bands that, you know, you have, like, physical reactions to, like, like where you're just, you get, like, goosebumps mm -hmm. or something, it, mm -hmm. because it's, like, a tone that somebody is singing or something like that. But, yeah, anything that kind of has that, like, epic reaction, even if it's, like, a, which a lot of the times those songs are super slow and super bare and, like, real kind of, like, takes a lot of patience to get into it. But once you do, you, like, it never leaves you, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, I try not to write any songs that don't at least have little parts in that that do that to me, you know? And I don't know if it does anybody else, but, like, most of the songs that I write kind of have to have at least, like, a section that I feel that way about or I don't do it. You know, I don't think it's a good enough song to do, so. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you, you have to... There's something about the music when you write it that mm -hmm. you... You gotta sell you yourself have to, first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Because if you're, yeah, if you're just kind of like, eh, this song's song here, like, what do you expect other people to yeah. do? Put like, it at the front of the album. Right. Yeah. But that's also kind of always how it works, too, though, because I always feel like the songs that a lot of the times people love the most are the songs that the artists really don't, you know? Right, right. And, 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 also, yeah, that's also true. And because that's the thing, too, about being a musician is is I I really like my music, and I and I'm somebody that... Not definitely not all the time, but I will listen to my music if I'm trying to like think of stuff or you know just even like feel confident for a second, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm having a really bad time and I'm like, and I like need to remember that I feel like I'm worth something, like I'll be like, okay, well I write songs and I think those songs are good and I'm mm -hmm. gonna listen to it and it's and definitely. that's great. And um, wow, that was a weird thing to leave off and forget what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm good and I that's think totally I'm fun. good and that's okay. Um, no, but. You're uh, good enough. You're smart enough. You <laughs> 100, yeah, exactly. 100, 100%. Um, but uh, we were talking about what people that... Just... Well, while you're thinking of it, I've had songs that I really liked, and then, and, and maybe this sounds bad, but the large group of people that like those songs made me like my song less. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it's that. Like, oh, man. Maybe I need to re-examine some things. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know that that makes any sense or, you know, but I, I've had, I have had that happen a couple times. Yeah, but it is true, like, some of the things, the songs that you, you don't necessarily think 
you know twice about it. not that you don't like them right because you know if you're gonna I wouldn't put something out that I don't like. Right. But, you know, maybe you're just like, like eh, you know, like, I do yeah. something better. But but then you you get a response from, from people and you're like, okay, something worked. And mm-hmm. so you, you want to examine what that might be. Well, it's like, you know, it's like, for instance, I think that my, if, if we're going to listen to like Spotify and what the radio has done or something, my top two listen songs are Mystery in My Bed, which is off of Sapphires, which is literally the only song that up till that point I had written that sounded close to a pop song because as a piano going do, 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 I'm like, of course, yeah, right, okay. of course. Um, and I, and again, I love that song right, and it's right. fun and bubbly and catchy, but of course that's the song yeah. that they're going to play on the radio all the right, time. Cool. Right. And then and then the song called I Will Find You, which is on a, well, yeah, like a EP that I put out before Uncollectible Spirits. And that one has the highest listens on Spotify. And that's confusing to me, too, because it's, it's a, I like that song clearly, but it's a song I wrote when I was like 16. It's not well recorded. Like, you know, I don't know. I think that you can also drive yourself crazy because you're like, oh, these people love this song. But mm. have they listened to this song? Yeah. This song's really good, I think. Like, and. But what I was trying to say before was I think it was it was a question of, like, you never really know. I've never really known what my taste is. Like, I think I have good taste in the things that I like and in the things that I try to do. But a lot of the things I try to do don't end up sounding like the things I like. So sometimes I'm kind of like, you know, like, it's weird how different the music I love is from the way that my music ends up sounding. Yeah. No, that's yeah. totally See, I think that's ideal because... The difference is you, yeah, and your voice, yeah, not not your literal vocal voice, but yeah. your artistic voice, yeah, right. I've had it moments can be in my life where, though, mm-hmm. like, where I thought that it's like, oh my god, like, yes, you sound unique, yeah, is that good? You <laughs> yeah, know? and I will say, like, I I think, uh, I think like one hundred percent. Uh, just while we're, because this, I think this is probably the longest I've ever talked about my own music at one time <laughs> with willing listeners. <laughs> and, no, we're, 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 we definitely appreciate right. that. Like, really, like, yeah, and, and probably that I will for a long time. And I, and so, like, I will say, like, I definitely have had, I've had a lot of hangups by feeling like I am like an underappreciated songwriter and not in like an egotistical way even, but just how hard I work and how much stuff I put out. I feel like, um, even though that's not really like why I'm, I don't really care if I'm, it's weird because it sounds the same. I don't really care if I'm popular, but I do want a bunch of people listening to my music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. like, I, like I don't care if, if, if I'm like on things or people right. are talking about me. I don't need a reality show. Exactly. But I just want, I just want a ton of people to like, listen to my music like uh, once a week, you know, like right. that's like, that would be ideal to me. And obviously because <laughs> like, that's the whole, you, you like, know, I point. make it for me, but right. I, could also like yeah like make a television show in my living room for me and that would just make me crazy like I don't, you know, I don't know but um but and that's and that's how I mean underappreciated like or not I don't even want to say underappreciated but maybe under listened or um no, we, uh, we both exactly know like we all yeah know yeah sure. and and um I, I don't know I but I, I think to the to the uniqueness thing is is I have always genuinely felt like when the right person hears my music, and by the right person, I mean mm-hmm. somebody that has like a, a connection. connection. Yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna be like stoked because I'm like, great, I have 200 songs, go for, for it. You. Right. you know, like yeah, if you actually you like all of this, 
perfect. I can yeah. keep going. Like, you know, yeah. and, and it is because I, and I think that definitely exists because that's how I, again, that's how I feel about, say it for the hundredth time, like Connor Oberst. Like mm-hmm. if nobody liked his music and I, and I love it as much as I do and he's written 300 songs, like to me, that's amazing. And I was really close to having management once by somebody who was really big and really cool and was very, very nice to me. But in the end, he just said, you have too much music. And I was like, what? And he said, you just have, you write too many songs. And I was like, I don't, okay. And apparently that's a really bad thing. Oh. Yeah. Do you know why? He just said, I write too many songs. And that it was, I didn't have like a... um, Well, that's interesting. I I guess, I'm not necessarily asking this to anybody in particular, but why would that be a bad thing? I mean, not not. I, I would maybe. imagine it, it'd be genre specific. Yeah, right? so sure. If you were, if you were pop or like hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, they want 30 songs when you show up, or 40 mm-hmm. songs, or whatever, because they're just gonna put it through the machine. But if that's not what they're doing, maybe it's different. But it seems know? like you would like that would be that would that would be great because you could be like, okay, let's explore what yeah. what's in here. Yeah, and I'm, and there's probably like. Themes or or just concepts and things like with with two hundred songs or three hundred songs like that that could be releases for yeah who knows how long. Well, you know, I do think it's interesting though because it's like this weird um, kind of conflicting thing where you know when when I've I've a few times in my life like very unprofessionally tried to be like, well, how do I get on a record label? I just send emails out to record labels, right? With my songs and that's how you do it. And all of them say on their websites and sending demos and stuff like you need to be like established and have followings and stuff like that. But at the same time, a lot of the people that I have known personally that have gotten signed to big labels or gotten really successful, it's been because they had this like three song EP. They're like, that's cool. Let's do it. You know, and they don't have really any of the other stuff when they don't have all this other catalog or anything like that. Oh, maybe they want to be able to mode what the music's going to be. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. And I don't know that, like, it's necessarily, like, and, and that's what he said to me. Maybe that's not what he meant. I don't know, but it was and very... And it just been the situation they were in at that moment. Exactly, you know, exactly. So. But, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do also think that if somebody doesn't know me and I'm like oh you want to hear our music here you go and they open it up and it's like 300 songs like maybe they're like I just don't want to deal with this <laughs> you know I mean that's like, honestly like maybe I would be like Nate like oh my god what's <laughs> but, but I do I don't know I do think that I am and I've never had um and this isn't like a brag but it's just a fact I've never really had like a big lapse in writing songs like I usually am kind of a machine when it comes to that and uh, I, I just, I just feel like I have the the stuff that is gonna let me continue doing that. And I just, I one day I hope I have like a platform. It doesn't have to be like a stereotypical one. It doesn't have to be a record label. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Like I just, I would love to be able to just keep writing songs and actually know that like just like a good handful of people are hearing them. Well, you know? like I, I mean, clearly you're you you've been doing it for a while. Um, you're kind of thinking about what you can do new mm-hmm. um, and acting on that. And then um, you also have, like, you write songs for people, yet you have mm-hmm. people, like, hire you to, yeah. to write songs for mm-hmm. them. Is that for Valentine's Day? And Now then, it's kind of all the time. Kind of all the time. <laughs> now it's all the time. 
Uh, is there like do you have like a website or anything, or is just kind of like people know that you do that and so they get a hold of you? Yeah. So uh, I I kind of have basically before I had my son, I had this really great idea that I was going to kind of put all of my stuff together because I've been doing a lot of graphic design and custom illustration right. for a long time now too. So um, I was going to put that kind of together with like my sort of like custom songwriting. A lot of the times it's like love songs and that's how initially I marketed mm-hmm. it for like the first like six, seven years. But now it's been for like a lot of different reasons. Like I've been writing Father's Day songs this week. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it, but it's so beneficial to me because it's, I no song, no two songs are alike. I don't mm-hmm. have like a thing that I go off of. I really try to work and try to write a song I haven't written before and challenge myself it's for those. It's also like a, uh, just like a, a kind of a, yeah, it is exercise. it is and it's yeah. it's really great and so if i can do that and make like a little bit of money and make somebody super happy which honestly of all those three things the the happiness that it brings mm-hmm. to somebody else always tends to be through the roof compared to the other things like people are really stoked about them and that's right. great um but yeah so i i I have a, my art project is essentially called Icky Ditch. That's like my art name. And so I created a website uh, that has that with my custom song information on it. Um, it was an official website and then I stopped paying for it, but I will start paying for it soon now that things are alive again, basically. Um, so eventually it would be ickyditch.com. Okay. But, um, but no, I mean, I'm trying to figure that whole thing out because right now my kind of hub for everything is caitlinconroy.bandcamp.com, which has most of the Lock Air stuff mm-hmm. and everything. But um, with this whole transitioning of music and band names and stuff, I'll be kind of reorganizing all of that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you're also at Cherry's playing mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon, right? Uh-huh. We're playing um, the 3rd of July at the replay, and uh, kind of the band for that at this point officially right now, it's uh, Nick Carswell, who is like one of my best friends and do music with him constantly, is officially like in that band. Oh, Um, Yeah, and so that's been really awesome because he's taking, he's just so smart, and he takes all of the things that I don't know how to do, like samples and things that I've used for these songs, and makes it easy. So he's Probably a multi-instrumentalist, obviously. Yeah. Like he, so he's probably playing multiple. Yeah, he's multiple you know he's he's like your beyond, but like you know your session musician where he can just he just does everything without um, thinking. You know, he's oh I can do that and I'll just does it. You know, whether it's a guitar or a piano, and he's gotten he's gotten really into like a lot of like pedals and looping stuff lately and getting really good with that. So he um, has kind of been helping me do. What's uh, Saint Vincent's uh, musical uh, guy, I think it's Daniel something. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because um, I've seen him do uh, instructional videos for Ableton mm-hmm. and kind of how he, oh, wow. uh, yeah, how he structures their sets and how he like changes all of their presets and things on stage for all everybody like yeah. the, you know the guitars and keyboards and everything so that kind of sounds like what Nick might be Oh, I I really do. I think he I think he will and he's he's kind of going to be one of those yeah, like like I write the music and he's just like the backbone of how it actually presents itself cool. live at this point yeah, because right. I I need that and Oh no, yeah, he's so great, and I'm so used to, I'm so comfortable doing music with him too, and so, so yeah, we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. July third, the replay, and we're playing with CS Lexum and Creepy Jingles, and that will be really fun. Oh, creepy Jingles, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, uh, I'd very much like to have them on the show at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have uh, Chris too. Oh sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 
he's another open invitation. Songwriter. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we'll be uh, we'll be getting at you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm just I'm I'm hoping to. Um, I think just kind of for fun, you know, I want, I want to make it like a really cool live set and again, like kind of energetic and I just want to try to do something very different only just to challenge myself and just to see what that even looks like, you know, and, uh, and just go from there. Cause that's a lot of my, um, the, and the, what I was going to say kind of earlier in reference to just like cheery stuff, it's not even about trying to like appeal to a different audience. It's more of me kind of caring less about embarrassing myself, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. like it's it's me kind of saying, okay, well, I've, why have I not done this kind of music before? Because I'm worried that I won't do it well. And I'm worried that I'll make it cheesy and I'm worried that it will, people will laugh at me. And so by doing it and by kind of not caring, and that's always kind of how people do it, right? It's like when they don't care anymore is when people are like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I really don't like, it's just like, I'm I'm going to do this album and this project like for me and I'm going to make it what I want it to be. And it's going to be really weird and bright and like in your face. And we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear what, yeah. what yeah. How, how, based on what we've heard yeah, just those two songs from both bands to, to see what that what comes out of that. Um, I'm excited to see what your platform is going to be like. It's going to be an app in my phone that yeah. I can like, <laughs> get the latest download. I pay that subscription price. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so uh, getting back to Cheery Band, it's mm-hmm. Nick and then this. So it's Nick. Um, my friend Daniel is going to play bass in it, but he's actually had to get surgery during the show. So oh. not literally during the show, right. but around the time <laughs> of the show. So he didn't play. So You said it was going to be very kind of exciting. You're going to do more showmanship. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, I looked into, even though this really, this is just some stupid aesthetic thing that wouldn't really add anything. I was looking into like, getting a neon sign that says cheery and god neon signs are too expensive to be realistic there's like five people in the world trying to buy them I, I know i just didn't i never had looked into neon signs before and it was horrifying yeah, i was oh, like wow a thousand dollars for something that big is wow oh that's it's that crazy is, that's, a, that's a lot so just so anybody who's interested in buying neon signs like I yeah yeah please she didn't need to be in coors light yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. That's genius. That's genius. Um, but no, now my friend Billy is going to be uh, playing bass for this show. And, and yeah, I don't really know what the um, the end look of the band is going to be. I, I'm always like, I wish I could have bands with like 12 people in them yeah, because right. I think that's super awesome. But I, I'm also that kind of person that like, I want to play the shows I want to play and I want to do the things I want to do. Yeah, and I don't like... It's hard to wrangle a band. It's just... It's hard. You get beyond like a few people. Yeah. Like, like two or three people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, if it's feasible with the music and we're just going to really find out by that show, like how that show turns out is kind of a test of like, okay, well, what do we need that we don't have? What no do live we... drums? Uh, electronic drums electronic. the whole time cool. so cool. yeah and then we're just going to be using the so again i mean i don't know like it could be to- it could be totally not the way we want it to sound but all the drums on this album um this cherry album are like really intense and they're kind of very specifically tailored to sound specific ways like there's a lot of kind of like pots and pans stuff and like things that are 
real interesting and um, like woodblocky stuff and just stuff that wouldn't translate so, to live drums. Eric is kind of doing uh, a lot of that. No, I'm I'm doing that, but he's oh, taking cool. it and he's like, I I like basically take him these songs and he like shoots them full of steroids. Okay. Like he, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he just does these tweaks on them that. Um, I don't. I can't even really tell you what he does. He just. Mm. He just is like like on that song that we heard. Um, he was like, "We gotta double that chorus at the end." And I was like, "What double chorus? Gotta double that chorus." So we double that chorus, and it's like, just like things like that, where I'm like, I would have, I would not have been the artist to say, oh, "I'm gonna do a double chorus at the end of that," and we did. And so I don't know. It's, it's and he's in town. You say? Uh huh. Yep. I would and just do it another, in his house. Another great guest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's <laughs> kind of wonderful. Kind of those secrets too. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's in Hembry as well. Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so we've been doing. You know, he's. He's such a nice, cool, like normal dude, and then mm. he'll just be like, "Oh, we got to record now because I got to go. I have to fly out. And we're doing like three videos in a day at Joshua Tree, and I'll be back." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. yeah, thanks for fitting me in. Yeah, but no, but it, but it's it's funny because when I record with him, we record for five hours and two hours of that is recording music because we just talk like we just talk so much and just talk about stupid stuff and it's awesome and it's been really fun so it's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> great <laughs> Caitlin Conroy thanks for being here thanks yes. for having this me this has so been a much. tremendous pleasure to, yes, uh, to journey through your catalog <laughs> and hear where we're headed yeah exciting stuff oh, on yeah. the horizon yeah. and uh yeah Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been a long playlisting party, everybody. Later. Bye.